Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. Schaefer. And I'm Leah Bross. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film, and the other is seeing it for the very first time. And this week, we watched Uncut Gems, or Uncut Gems, as Julia Fox, is that her name, said once. Did you not see that interview with her? No. Is it Julia Fox? Is that the, the girl? I don't... From the fuck house in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, Julia Fox. Anyway, Uncut Gems. Okay. okay. 20, 2019's Uncut Gems. Yes, Julia Fox. And I selected this movie because it stars one of my favorites, Adam Sandler. And I also... And it obviously is very much up his alley. It's <laughs> one totally, of your favorites. It's typical Adam Sandler fair. Right. Um, it's like uh, Happy Gilmore 10 years later. Yeah, know, exactly. Basically. 15, 20 years later. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. It's been a long time. And um, the first time I saw this was on, I guess, a date. It was New Year's Eve 2019. Mm-hmm. So when I walked out of the theater, it was 2020. And I was in a daze, and my ears were ringing, and I had no idea what 2020 had in store Why were for your me. ears ringing? Because it was just the sound of it that's all i could think about for the next few days was just the sound of this movie it was chaotic oh um can i just say i hate the music in this oh that's a bummer i hate it i i really hated it in the beginning but i was like ah it's probably just kind of part of the movie and the most of the way through i was okay with it and then it happened again at the end and i was like man i just really don't like that it's pretty trippy Um, it's not trippy it feels like sounding it doesn't no it reminds me of like uh synthesized music from the 80s i felt like i was in masters of the universe yeah Yeah. no yeah i get what they were going for it just didn't hit with me i didn't i didn't care for the music at all but go on so have you seen anything by the safties besides this i haven't seen anything else from them uh i don't know i don't know what they've done good time that one stars robert pattinson nope um there's others but this (laughs) this is the only one of theirs that i've seen um and i don't I, i don't know why i picked it to see that night. Um, but yeah, I was really overwhelmed by the sound of the movie. And I think just, I don't know, it was just a really interesting night for me. Because that was the first kind of date I'd been on in a, pretty much forever. Um, 15, 20 years? Yeah, it had <laughs> been a long time. So it stuck with me. Um, and then, yeah, and then 2020 happened and it, shit kind of blew up. So it wasn't the last thing I saw in theaters before everything shut down, because I think you and I had gone to see something before shit really shut down. Little Women, maybe, maybe Little Women, yeah. Um, oh, and I, yeah, and I saw Nineteen Seventeen too before that, before the pandemic. But yeah, so yeah, so I picked it because I thought it might be something that you would like. 
I would like to state for the record that this is a two-hour, 15-minute long movie. So I, too, can pick longer movies. Sure. Um, honestly, on second watch, I didn't like it as much as the first time I saw it. Oh, okay. Well, what what did you like so much the first time that you didn't experience? <sighs> it just experience? seemed like a really unique... I thought, first of all, I thought Adam Sandler's performance was incredible mm-hmm. um, as Howie Rat- How- Howard Ratner. Um, I laughed a lot. I especially liked the part where um, Adina Menzel just basically is just like, I hate everything about you. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of a fascinating character study, I think. Um, and then there's this kind of, I'm going to call it trippy thing happening with the opal. But um, I want that opal. It's beautiful. I was. It? And it's uh, good luck. Hundred percent, like uh, bought, sold into. Like I, yes, I, I too would pay one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for that. Yeah. So, and also an interesting kind of look and and kind of uh, exploration of of uh, addiction. Yeah. Um, but a different mm-hmm. kind of addiction than we typically might see in the movies. A lot of times we like they like to show us the drug addiction and the alcoholism. Yeah, I do think it was a really good uh, portrayal of. A gambling addiction, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, all of that, and I thought the beginning and ending were kind of nice bookends, right? So we start with this deep dive into like the opal and how it looks, and then at the end, you kind of zoom into his the bullet hole in his face. So it was that- funny too how the beginning starts with you know they're out in the mines, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting there with the dog in my lap, and I just turned to the dog and said. I think we're getting scoped right now. <laughs> yep. And then sure enough, they're in the midst yeah. of a colonoscopy. That was, uh, that was I'd forgotten about that. I'd yeah. forgotten that that's kind of how it opened up with them opening him up. Yes. Um, I was also really, the moment where he is killed was just such a shocking thing. <laughs> I really loved it. So I didn't. I laughed so hard. Oh, me too. I was just like, oh, but this is great. here's why. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching these guys sweating their ass off in the little, trapped in the little cubicle. And Eric Bogosian, he's like, oh, he really did it. He pulled it off. And he's like excited. He's going to get his money back. And I think he's just legitimately surprised that yeah. something went right for this guy. And he's like, okay, well, I think he's thinking like, I guess it worked out. And then I had a thought <laughs> of, I don't know, man. After being put through that shit, I think I might just kill him on principle. <laughs> And it was the so moment, the moment that I had that thought, the other guy just walks out and bam, pops him. <laughs> so I laughed so fucking hard. So we go from this just, this guy is having a perfect moment, right? Finally. Howard is having this perfect moment. He's like, this is how I win. And then he wins. And then, boom, it's all taken away. Such a self-centered narcissist, though. Like, what a fuck. So... I, the other thing about this movie that I'll never forget and will always be in the back of my mind whenever I'm having a bad day, and I've seen the meme of it, but (laughs) when he's, after he's, after the auction, when he's just been beat to hell and he's in his office and then Julia shows up, it's not Julia, it's whatever the fuck her name is. What was her name? I think it was Julia. Maybe it was Julia. And he's just like, I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. (laughs) Like, that's so many days, especially during the pandemic, right? Be like, I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. And he's just going on about how, that, like, just how he's just like, I don't know what to do. Everything's all fucked up. Just a fucking, just being a bitch. 
Yeah. Just being a bitch. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's and a narcissistic she, little prick. And she's got a fucking... The, are you talking about the, the point tattoo. where... But before before she even shows the tattoo, this was the part that I really loved in that in that scene. He's sitting there freaking out. And she's like, oh, baby, what happened? Oh, that's so sad. And he's like, I'm just so upset. And then she, she just looks at him and she goes, I know I'm upset too. <laughs> like, come on. This guy's been beat down. <laughs> he's losing his family. He might be losing his business. He's going to lose his life. Let's yeah. be real. And you're just like, oh, no, I, I feel bad. I my perfect little tits don't sit up straight anymore. Like, what is your problem? What do you mean you feel bad? And then she shows him this tattoo of his name on her ass, and his response is, no, we can't even be buried in this uh, Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, I did laugh it's really like, fucking hard there, is, too. He is the fucking worst, but he's, it's so fun to watch. Yeah. Like, it's just really engaging. Mm. So, yeah, it's, you know, you watch somebody who's a total piece of shit, and you're just, like, it's really not, enjoying yourself. I don't, like, he, he, he's, a, he's a piece of shit, but I don't even feel like uh, he's such a piece of shit. I, I feel like he's just a phenomenal fuck-up. <laughs> I mean, everything he does, talk about making bad choices. Oh, my God, yes. Everything. He's so far down. And he, he can't communicate for shit. There were so many times I just wanted to, like, jump through the screen and pull people apart and just shake them and go, just use your words. Like, just say what you want to say to him. Just say what you fucking want to say instead of, like, screaming <laughs> nonsense into a phone. And every time that... Who is... Um, um, oh, my God. What's his name? I actually really like him. The uh, Arno? No. No, no, no. Uh, Lakeith. Uh, oh, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. Damani. That was his name? Damani. Damani. Yeah. I oh, I, I almost forgot. Name. All the shit with The weekend was pretty great, too. But, yes, yeah, Damani. His so, yeah. partner. His partner. His business partner. Right, right, right. Or, like, a, sort of, well, like, a side business partner i mean he kept his watches in a safe or whatever <laughs> but the whole time when they were at the weekend and he was going like man just calm down just it's cool it's all cool but it's not fucking cool <laughs> like it's not you fucking stole what i thought was gonna be a million dollars from me we're not fucking cool here so it was it was fun funny for me to be on the outside and i'm from both perspectives i'm like lakeith's like no no man it's all good it's all good and i would be like fuck you get your fucking hands off me we are not good but at the same time howard is not communicating really uh what he actually wants and needs he's just getting all bitchy he's just fired up yeah. and fired up and uh yeah it's it's stressful for me to watch that like i said i just want to jump in and be like look both of you fuckers shut the fuck up <laughs> this is how we're gonna handle this yeah feel like i need to be a referee for and this movie. This is not a world that I understand. I read that the Safdies, like, I don't know, their father or uncle was in this kind of business, and so they were kind of portraying that. But this is not a space that I have ever lived in or been in. So it felt very real to me, but interesting because, again, I don't know this world. Well, I think one I don't of the understand the rules of it. I think one of the reasons it felt real, though, was the performances, too. Yeah. That they actually had real people mm-hmm. playing, you know somewhat cartoonish characters that actually felt very real because it was real people playing them. Yeah. The scene that I, when I watched it this last time, the scene that stuck out to me the most that I hadn't thought as much of the first time I watched it was when he's with his daughter in the kitchen. Mm, I loved that. 
Right. And he's talking to her and you can see the... There's another instance of feeling very real. Like that yeah. just felt like oh, yeah. an obnoxious teenage girl talking to her right. dad. But he's, and he's trying to be a good dad, but you know he's not the best dad already. Well, and he's really only trying to be a good dad and connect with her for these like two minutes because he's got to get to a party. Well, also he just had to leave her play so that he could go get stripped down and tossed naked into the trunk of his car. Right. So he's not going to be able to make up that for her. Um, and honestly, she's old enough that she probably knows he's a fuck up and well, has she already, shares a look with her has mother. already written him off anyway. She so. shares a look with her mother before mom leaves the room mm-hmm. that says everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she's on the side of mom, whereas the, the younger kids, the boys, they still love dad. The the middle child, the middle boy is trying to be like dad. He's placing bets with his Can little I buddies. Can I say also when he goes to his bedroom and the game's on and they're talking about the game and then he turns to his son and he goes, go ahead and dunk again. <laughs> Puts the ball in the net that's like five feet high. <laughs> and all I could think was, that's that's like a JCCA dunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not a, it amused me. Sorry. Anyway. So I also wanted to, Mike, if you're listening... I know you're at this new job, and there's a lot of talk of sports betting, and I'm worried that this might be your future. So I'm just saying, I care for you. I don't and think Mike has if any. If you need help with anything, does he strike you, you as the kind of person to who confess would... anything? Um, we can get you some help. We can we can help you. Does he really strike you as the kind of person who would do anything? Honestly, I don't know anymore, Lindsay. I don't know. <laughs> I never thought I'd say you know, that. This do is it. someone I used to see pretty much every day of the week, and now he just feels like he's millions of years away, millions of miles away, and I. I want to help him because I'm a little worried. You're being very dramatic right now. Am I? Or am I being very real? You're being very dramatic. I'm being very real. You're being very dramatic. Okay. Let's be real. You want to be real? Yeah. Of all the people you know, who do you think is most likely to be a gambling addict? Lindsay Schaefer. You're not saying you're worried about me. (laughs) I don't hear anything (laughs) No, because, like, while you are a risk taker, um, I know how you are with your money. And I don't, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Like I can't I can't see you walking into Vegas and putting all of your money on something. Like you're too much of like a hobbit hoarder. I wouldn't I wouldn't put all of my money on no. So here he has $165,000 and look, I get the bigger you bet the bigger you win. Sure. Sure. You could have put 100 down. And <laughs> instead of that whole the right whole and maybe like kept the 65 just in case. I don't know. I still don't know exactly how much he owed them. Did he owe 175? He kept saying 175. I'm not sure how much he owed. But, but maybe, like, it, if it was less than that amount, maybe just give them their money back and then bet the rest and you still would have come out way ahead and, you know, been alive. Which comes down to the addiction part of it, of right. course. But, yeah, I uh, I definitely would set some aside. Yeah, I wouldn't bet everything. That's he, how You bet everything, that's how you end up like this fucktard. Like, be real. He He was not making good choices. He got lucky. I and didn't, didn't ultimately get very lucky, of course. When I first watched this, I didn't know what a vig was. But then there was an episode of It's Always Sunny where they're talking about a vig. We talked about the vig when we did Made, too, didn't we? I'm pretty sure then you <sighs> were like, I don't know what the vig is. Yeah, and I, I didn't retain that. And then I had just recently seen an episode of It's Always Sunny where... That's my cut. Um, they explained it. And then I had the closed captioning on while I was watching this time when they started talking about the vig. So... These so gambling really terms, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it's it. originally Yiddish, too. And all of this shit, because it's vigorous, right? Mm-hmm. All of this shit about sports betting, I fucking don't. 
I am not at all well versed on. Do not on, follow. Um, yeah. Maybe we should have invited Mike on this episode so he because he apparently just recently saw a presentation about sports betting. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he say that? Was I really busy eating my soup when he was talking about that? Um, no, I think it was in a text message. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes those text messages change just get they, to be way too much. Right, in and out, in and out, in and it's out. too much. And especially when you guys are doing them while I'm at work. Why are, you, why are all of you people texting back and forth while I am at work? <laughs> what are you people doing? I don't doing? know. I'm, I'm working too. Mm. So, so you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was also, I, you had said that it was like, that it was really intense. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying mm-hmm. that, that you liked it, but it was a lot. That you just kind of like felt that it was really intense. So I was kind of nervous about that because I've had reactions to movies in the past where I take it all in and then, you know, it makes me feel like really intense and anxious for the rest of the day and stuff. So so I watched it this morning. I purposely didn't want to watch it last night mm-hmm. because I was afraid that... to sleep. Yeah, I would just have like weird dreams all night if I slept at all. Um, and it wasn't... I think I would have been fine. Yeah. Like, it, it was it was a lot, but it wasn't so frenetic that I feel like, um, no, it was good. It was good. I, the end made it for me just, again, because all along I was thinking, like, this guy's going to get himself fucking killed. Yeah. He's really good. And I honestly think if he had survived, I think I would have been kind of pissed because... He shouldn't win. No. He's a complete fuck up. Yeah. There is no way he should win. He was. So it's kind of that uh, classic hero's journey where you're, you're not actually going to come out on top. Right. Um, which I appreciate as well. And then, like I said, I enjoyed that it was the very moment I thought, I'd probably kill him myself. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> boom dead. Yeah. Um, I was upset that Arno. they killed Eric Bogosian, though. Yeah. Because I'm a big fan. I loved when he was, and everyone was on the phone trying to call him, and he's like, Arno, Arno. That name is said so many times. Also, yeah. I read I did that, like when he was like, stop calling me that, yeah. which I didn't <laughs> understand, but okay. This is like the, for, the fourth highest in terms of the word fuck being used. Hmm. I, I can't really remember what the that. top three I guess were, that, but this is, they say fuck a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess, in hindsight, yeah. Yeah. Um... Kevin Garnett was great, too. He was. I, I never expect, you know, like a sports personality to necessarily be good, too. But I think it probably helped that, again, everything felt very natural. It was more of a natural flow to stuff. So it didn't feel like anybody was... Obviously, there was acting going on. I'm just saying it doesn't feel acting heavy. It's not right. melodramatic. It was all very kind of real. So is um, this a comedy to you? No, I would, no, I would call it, if I had to pick one, I would call it a drama still. But I think it's a, it's one of those movies that we've gotten more of over the last few decades where it's a drama, but it's still infused with comedy. Mm-hmm. Or it's a comedy, but it's actually pretty heavy in drama. You know, one yeah. of those that when we try to get real with life, we know that it's a little bit of both. It just is. So hear me out. It's a romantic comedy. No, it's not. <laughs> The relationship between Julia and Howard. Did it, you notice that he did not say I love you until he won a fucking million dollars? Oh, of course. Of then course. Uh, I love you, baby. <laughs> uh, of course. And I, you wonder why she's with him. That's also, why I'm making this joke about it being a romantic comedy. Because it felt a lot like 
that moment in uh, Jerry Maguire when uh, Renee Zellweger's character is like, I love him, Laurel. I love him for the man he is. And I, or, I love him for the man he wants to be. I love him for the man that he almost is. Like, when I'm watching Julia, and she does do the baby thing. Like, from the very beginning when he walks into their little fuckhouse apartment. Well, you and she's, like, cuddle. laying in the bed. And he's like, come. And she's like, come here. Yeah. But... She truly does care about this dumbass. She seems to, yeah. Yes. I don't um, know why. Like, who gets who gets somebody else's name tattooed on their body? I mean, that's well, a commitment. even just the scene where he's hiding in the closet. Oh, my God. And she comes in, and she has food for the both of them, and then she strips down to look all pretty, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just me. But when you have good-smelling food sitting out in front of you, and Adam Sandler on the phone... <laughs> I'm not going to be getting wet for Adam Sandler. <laughs> and if he's on the phone, I might tell him, like I might text him and say I am, but I'm not sticking my hands down my pants. I'm digging into that food. There's some... Does that, you know what I mean? No, like, I get it. I, there are certain people you can think about, and it's like, sure, floodgates are open, but not... <laughs> so she was she was feeling something. I get it. She, yeah. And, and he is her boss, too. So there's a little bit of that. Like, But she has some kind of odd respect and love for him that I Which just really don't understand. He's not... I kept, there was a moment too in the movie where I was like, I think I told him, Howard, <laughs> that uh, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. He was a big fucking talker. Big fucking mouth. Yep. Shitty decision making. Yep. <laughs> Terrible choices. Not really tough. Not tough at all. You're going to open your mouth to people. You better be able to back it up, bro. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of people, or there were a lot of people who were, angry that this didn't get any kind of Oscar anything. I thought he did get nominated. Uh-uh. And people oh. were pissed. Was he nominated for a Golden Globe or something? I swear he was. Yeah, I didn't look, look, and I I don't know, but basically it was a snub. Um, and I guess I was curious if, like, how you felt about, what do you feel like it was Oscar worthy, or like a really great performance by him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, look, when it comes to Oscar-worthy, it all comes down to the year as well. But, like, yeah, I thought it was definitely good. Did you... um, He was good. Do you remember when Jim Carrey made The Truman Show? Yeah. And also Eternal Sunshine. He definitely had some moments like that. This, to me, felt like Sandler's moment of, I'm going to really do this dramatic role, um, and I'm going to show people what I've got. I love Adam Sandler. I love most of what he has done. Like, if he's in it... Most? I mean, like, I'll... I fucking watch Tubi Halloween, you know? Like, wow. <laughs> like, I'll watch any of that shit. Um, my... Probably my absolute favorite Sandler movie is The Wedding Singer. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I... I just think he's really fucking great. Um... I... You know what? I do think, um... And I think he's a I think he's talented a, actor. I was gonna say, I think he's a pretty good actor considering where everybody knows him from, where mm-hmm. he came from, you know, for being just kind Opera of... Opera man? A Crazy ridiculous comedian from SNL. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect him to be a good actor. But, I, yeah, there have definitely been some roles where, even in some of the comedies, um, like Fifty First Dates, I think that it's <sighs> ridiculous at times, but there are still moments mm-hmm. where he, see, he, he seems very real. Yeah. So... I understand why someone like him would have ended up in the space where he's mostly making comedy. Um, he's good at because it. Because that's where he kind of started, right? Like, that's... And he's good at it. But he's obviously a very talented actor. 
is it because we just put this guy in a box and he can't do anything else or he just knows he can make them he just has more fun making comedies and that's why he does them i mean it is his job like yeah if people are gonna pay him for this i guess i'm asking the question how do people end up in dramatic land versus comedic land versus tv versus movies I think it's just all... I think it depends on the individual. I think some people are open to doing whatever. You know, mm-hmm. if if I can work with this person, I'll do comedy or drama. If, uh, if I know this person has signed on, I really want to work with them. Maybe you just need the paycheck. Maybe it is all about your own enjoyment level. Um, I've heard actors talk also about, especially when they get to a certain age, if you have a family, that your decisions might be made based on how long you're going to be away from home. You know, maybe I really want to do this particular movie, but I got young kids at home, and so I'm going to turn it down this time. I do think Sandler's that guy who's like, I'm going to go stay in Hawaii for a while. Let's make a movie in Hawaii. Yeah, and I mean, if somebody's going to pay you to have a good time, Mm -hmm. why not do that? And then there are some people who are very concerned about the trajectory of their career, and they really want to make that leap. Um, He doesn't strike me as one of those people. Like, even seeing this movie I remember a lot of people talking about that when it first came out about you know his grand foray into drama which he's done some more like Spanglish is still a comedy but it was more dramatic too I mean there are some other things in there that he's done but I never got I mean granted I didn't really watch a ton of interviews with him or anything but I didn't get the impression that this is anything that he's planning to do like Mm -hmm. a career shift so much as I think it fell into his lap and it was probably a good script and I think so um you know it seemed like a really cool and different challenge and why not try it and he's amazing in it and yeah it turned it turned out well who else could you see play Howard Ratner (sighs) I don't know I hadn't thought about it do you think maybe Timothy Chalamet no I do not (laughs) no I would obviously wouldn't have guessed him in that I do not think Um, that he would be is Sam Rockwell too weird I think it would have been more uh, over the top with Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Sam Rockwell, but uh, yeah, I think it would be. When you have, I think the beauty of him is taking him and putting him in a role that is on paper maybe a little bit more normal, mm-hmm. and, then and then he can he can play with it. Whereas this role is not a normal role. Like mm-hmm. on paper, this guy's just kind of He's all over the place. Yeah. So I think you need somebody who can kind of tone it down a little, which is really interesting that this. Again, SNL alum, you know, comedic actor, was able to kind of tone it down to the point where he didn't overpower the role. I think there's a lot of moments, in, there's a lot of, like, overlapping dialogue and a lot of, like, a lot of stuff going all, all at once in a mm-hmm. scene. And I feel like if you're someone who's used to maybe maybe improvising or just kind of, like, playing through stuff, that it might be better for you. I, this probably isn't a role for somebody who's like, alright, I'm. it's very dramatic but I have a very specific set of lines and I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna Oh like, no, I can't imagine it thing. would be that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it certainly know. didn't look like you would have been able to do that. Yeah. Major props to the directors if that's <laughs> the case. So yeah, pretty incredible. I'm glad you liked it. I thought that you might. I'm, And I guess maybe you haven't watched it this entire time because I always said that I wanted to do it. Yeah, for the yeah. most part. I mean, I... When it came out, I wasn't necessarily interested in it in terms of the subject matter and everything. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, whatever. And then it started to get really good reviews, and I thought, all right, maybe I'll see it. And then I remember you seeing it and saying that it was, again, saying it was really intense. Yeah. So it was one of those where I figured I'd have to be in the right mood, the right frame of mind. And then, yeah, you had also mentioned that you probably wanted to do it for the podcast. So mm-hmm. it I'm was- still waiting. We need to do, look, 
we gotta do Shawshank soon. Because it is, like... You've never seen it. Itching in my butt crack. Yeah. How bad. <laughs> I want to see this movie. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe. There's... I just like um I I got I gotta see it and I'm holding on to it. That's the one that I'm it's holding on to. It's really wild to me that you have never seen that either. I know, it and it's not like because so I, up your alley. It is, and I've always wanted to and just never did because in the beginning I would have had to rent it, and I guess I just didn't. Maybe. And I never wanted to watch it on TV because I knew it would be kind of cut yeah. up, and I wanted to actually watch the whole thing. But maybe we need to invite Mike to that one because this is sure. not this is not a movie that I love. This is oh. not a movie that I would ever want to watch. Well, again. then, yeah, I guess we like I, this. Shawshank is not a movie that I'm. Even if I had cable and it was on, I wouldn't be like. It's on Netflix right now, I think. Right, but I wouldn't be like, oh look, Shawshank. I'm just gonna hang out here. <sighs> no, but it's all kind of agony milk. Like you're gonna, you know. That's what I want. Um, which I think there was a little bit of agony milk in this, but it's all. It's but it's all all, all funny. of this agony it's milk. Funny. This well, here's the problem. He lactated all of his own agony milk. He did. Like, he produced all of it. So that's not quite the same thing. Yeah. It's... The world wasn't fucking with him. He was just a sad, sad, sad little man. What a sad sack. Do you have a favorite Adam Sandler performance? I'd... Spanglish is a good one, yeah. I, I... do really like Spanglish. Um, I mean, Billy Madison, man. Of the comedies, and I... And I'm I know not, people I don't mean love Happy Gilmore. And I, I prefer Billy Madison to Happy Gilmore. That's the thing. Like yeah. I, I do love Happy Gilmore, but I was always on the Billy Madison but side. Absolutely, absolutely, um, wonderful, wonderful shit. And I do like the anything with Drew Barrymore. I feel like they do have such great have chemistry, chemistry that it's a lot of fun. Like I really like Fifty First Dates. I know a lot of people don't, and I don't know. I don't really understand why. And is it blended? Is that blended? The, is the other one? Yeah, where they go to when Africa. In Africa. Yeah, super sweet. <laughs> yeah. There's the one with Just Go With It with him and Jennifer Aniston where he plays a... Uh, I'm not sure if yeah, I've seen I'm it. i say he's a plastic surgeon. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm not a big Jennifer Aniston no. fan. But I'll always go back. Like, from the moment that it was released, the wedding singer. I mean, it's got a lot of things I love. Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler. Takes place in the 80s. Yeah. There's a lot of wonderful references to the 80s. I like the wedding <clears throat> singer now, but when it first came out, it was not for me. I don't know why. I don't know. It just didn't click for me. I watched it and just thought it was kind of dumb. <laughs> like, I, I didn't hate it, but it was kind of dumb. There's just so many... St- I, like, my sister and I, the where he's having his buddy drive his limo through cones to prove that he can be her limo driver for her wedding, and he hits some of the cones, and he's like... They've got the timer. They're really totally fucking with him. And he's like, you hit those those, those cones. They could have been people. And his friend's like, there were cones. Me and my sister do that shit all the time. Um, it, it's just, like, it's a movie that I would go back to again and again just, like, to make me feel good. Yeah. Um, also, when she brings him a present, <clears throat> and then they get in some kind of a fight in a front yard, and she, like, throws this, it's basically, like, where he can it's like sheets where he can write his own sheet music and she tosses it at him and she's like you're an asshole because like the emphasis is on hole because she's tossing the papers at him and then he picks up the papers off the ground and he's, she's like he's like she's right i am an asshole like just stupid shit like that where you know they were just fucking around mm-hmm. makes me happy and then uh <laughs> when his fiance comes to find him after she's left him at the altar and his little nephew runs out, and he's like, Hey, Linda, you a bitch. My sister and Brendan's dad were always like, Hey, Leah, you a bitch. And I think 
if they could have if if Chris could have taught Brendan to say, "Hey Leah, you a bitch," he would have done it, and I would have laughed at it. It would have been funny to me. A little kid goes, "Hey Leah, you a bitch." Yeah, pretty funny. I'd laugh. Yeah. And Sandler's like, "Uh, there's something wrong with it, but he may have Tourette's. We're looking into it." <laughs> um, there's something really sweet and lovable about Adam Sandler. I I don't know. I I don't know how to describe it. He just seems like a very. I think that's fair. I think even in this movie. I think that's why, you know, you you were saying, oh, he's a terrible guy. And I'm like, I don't know that he's a terrible guy. He's just really very selfish and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, in the throes of an addiction and um, really fucked up. But there's something, and I, I don't think it's necessarily how the character was written. I think the character, at face value, is a pretty horrible person. Yeah. But there's something about Adam Sandler that... Uh, yeah, it does make him seem like I have some pity there as opposed mm-hmm. to just dislike. And some, um, I want to feel for you. I want to understand where you're coming from. But then you fuck up again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there definitely is something there that's more endearing, I think, and um, non-threatening. Yeah. I feel like he in order to survive in that world this particular character Howard needed to be far more threatening again but you know have you been to the diamond district uh no would you go to the diamond district I have no need neither do I what do you want although that fucking Furby you want the Furby I was gonna ask like what do you want from Howard's shop you said you want the opal but like what's in a case so yeah the opal man as he's talking like it looks amazing it has this great just beautiful history it's it's good luck well i mean it turned out to be for kevin anyway (laughs) but um yeah like that would be great but the furby was just yeah it's a piece of your childhood and i mean well it's a piece of my childhood it's blinged out and the way its eyes moved were just so (laughs) it was so fucked up i love it oh i love it did they call it i feel like somebody called it a gremlin or something yeah it's like what's that little (laughs) alien gremlin thing yes yeah which they are kind of gremlin like I still have my Furby somewhere. Oh, we had one. Batteries are probably my dead, but it's around. Yeah. I don't like those little, like, the little Tamagotchis. Anything, like, you've got that little Sam dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I fall in love with them, and then eventually I neglect them, and then I feel bad. Like, right now, I, I, ha- I feel bad about the Furby that we had, because I don't know what happened to him. That's why I still have the Furby, is because I could never throw him away, but I should feel even worse about it, because he's in a box somewhere. Yeah. So, and I do feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad for neglecting, like, stuffed animals from mm-hmm. my youth, too. Yep. Same. So, they don't even have to be the little electronic things. And I do think, I'm almost positive that I had a Tamagotchi, and I have no idea what happened to it, and I don't know when we cut the cord and when it died, but at some point, I must have let it die and then forgotten about it. My friend Derek dropped my Tamagotchi in the toilet. Oh, that was nice. On accident. I don't know what happened to it after that. And I really wanted that thing. Like, I begged my mom to get me that stupid fucking thing. They were fun. They were silly. No, it was fun. It was before, because you can play with it at school. And this was before the age of cell phones when, like, I couldn't dick around on my cell phone at school. Right. Sometimes you need distractions and stuff to do and reasons to ignore people. So many times, you know? Uh, Sure, yeah. I was trying to think what I would want. I mean, obviously, I want the panther head necklace from Cartier. That's if anybody wants to give me the cash so that I can get that for myself, I'd appreciate it. It's white gold Cartier panther head necklace. 
but I was trying to think what I'm not somebody who wears a lot of bling, but we're going to this gala next weekend, and one in the theme is like boots, buckles, and bling. So I was thinking, it's about, not buckles, it's bow ties. Oh, sorry, boots, bow ties, and bling. So maybe you should wear a bow tie. I don't know, but I mentioned that to everyone at work, and Caprice actually brought in a couple of boots that I Sweet took home so I can try on. Um, but she also brought like a belt because it was supposed to be buckles. Hmm. Anyway. But it's bow ties. But it's parent parents bow ties. I'm not wearing a fucking bow tie. Well, I'm not either. I don't think you are required to wear these things. Yeah. So But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I do think if I can get away with the black sequin dress, it's like a turtleneck neckline, so I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about a necklace or anything, which sure. is kind of a relief. But you could put something in your hair, some sparkly. That's in your actually hair. what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know what was it? Uh what was his name? Was always wearing the, the diamond encrusted clocks around his neck. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and he had like a he had show. an MTV show. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe Something I'm blanking Something about love? No. Uh, oh, I mean the show, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god. This is so sad. I'm just gonna Google rapper. Oh my god, I typed in rapper with. This is, this is what Google gives me. Rapper with 2001 hit Superwoman. Rapper with face tattoos. Rapper with diamond and forehead. Rapper with one eye. Rapper with clock necklace. Thank you, Google. And his name is William Jonathan Drayton Jr. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, his name Widely is... Widely known as Flava Flav. Flava Flav. Flava Flav. <laughs> Sorry, Flava Flav. We, we forgot about you. I didn't forget. I just have old brain. He is known especially for his yells of, Yeah, boy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'm, and yeah, that show? that Furby definitely gives a flavor flavor vibe, but I would. Uh, what is the I fucking wear. show he was on? This is killing me. I don't. know. I never watched it. It was a reality show. Flavor of love. Flavor of love. Okay. I'm trying to think if I had any other questions. I mean, I wanted to know what you wanted from the store. Hmm. There was you- also. I mean. Most of that shit is tacky as fuck. So, no, most of that I wouldn't want. I don't know who... Watch? Maybe one of the watches? The tacky as fuck watches. <laughs> what did he say his watch was worth, like, 20 grand or 25 yeah. grand or something? I didn't believe that for a second. I don't know. Maybe it was. That's the thing. Like, this diamond district... You put these, diamonds. I don't know these, these spaces where you come in and buy shit like this, like, this feels very kind of like... Like, these are show Do you pieces. Trust this shit, but like, I don't trust it. Like, because most either. of the shit that I would buy in New York City would be a knockoff anyway. Right. I don't trust any of this shit. But but he had his own little like. And he said the other the guy he gave the watch to, and he told him it was however much, and he just need to go to this guy and pawn it. And the guy mm-hmm. came back to him later, and he was like, "It's a fucking fake." Yeah. Yeah. I I mean yeah, everything that Howard has feels like all there's nothing behind it. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean he's. Getting something from... Oh, I have from, this million dollar stone? Oh, right. He's, he gives the stone... First of all, he gives the stone to, to KG. Why would he do that? Why would he just give it away? Although I totally agree with him, with KG, when he was like falling in love with the stone and he says, I want to buy it. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's not for sale. And it's like, why the fuck did you show it to me then? Mm. That was the exact thing that I yeah. thought too. What are you doing to me? So why get, do you think I'm here right now to just shoot the shit? Are we having tea? What what is happening? Here? Exactly. Like, why am I here? But then he gives it to him, and then he, first of all, I can't believe that KG kept coming back to this guy. So he gives it to him, and then and then he gets the ring as collateral, mm-hmm. and then he immediately pawns the ring. Yes. 
Again, insanity. Bad Such choices. Such bad choices. <laughs> Immediately pawns the ring, and then he's chasing KG around all these places, chasing Damani all around these places, and then when he finally gets KG in the palm of his hand, he's having his, I guess, his father-in-law mm-hmm. do all this shit to try to, like, help him, and then it blows up in his face. I, but still, Kevin Garnett buys the shit. But I love the scene. I love the scene with them when he's actually buying it, and he's like, dude, you're fucked up. And he goes on and and Mm -hmm. he's, this is how I win. Yeah, he's just going on and on and on about how, oh, you know, yeah, I'm going to make more. This is, yeah, this is how I win. This is how I do things. And you just see Kevin Garnett just sitting there staring at him like, you're a crazy motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, I just need the fucking stone. Just give me the stone. with you. Well, I don't even think he was thinking, like, I need to get out of here. Just give me a stone. I think at that point he was, it seemed like he was. he realized. Um interested and intrigued by how batshit crazy this guy's gonna be like i feel like he heard the news that he got his head blown off that night and turned to whoever he was with and just went no surprise yep that's about what i expected (laughs) do you think it was interesting that they chose to send us back in time so this movie takes place in 2012 i wasn't sure why what the significance of that was. I don't know. I heard The Weeknd was playing himself, and I read, like, the trivia or something The Weeknd was just like, yeah, I mean, I was that big of a piece of shit back then, so I was basically That's just playing myself. Nice to acknowledge. Yeah. I wonder if it had to do with the sports of it all. Like, they needed it to be... Because they were probably focusing on particular sporting events. And yeah. maybe, like, that... Who was... Kevin Garnett playing for? I'm Celtics. so sure. The Celtics. Mm-hmm. So it had something maybe to do with the Celtics that season and Kevin Garnett that season and then the uh, the coach of the Celtics. Um, so going back in time makes yeah, it easier to Yeah, I mean, Kevin Garnett was good and bad, good and bad, good and bad. Good, like, he was never super consistent. So okay. maybe to make it seem like he got a good luck charm right, and right. needed to hold tight to it. It was the Opal. Yeah. Do you have any Opal? Maybe. I don't think I do. I have a Moonstone. I have some small diamond and sapphire things but nothing really i don't have anything super expensive i mean no i have well i have my grandmother's ring which i don't even technically have because my mom has it Um, why does your mom have it because i don't think she trusted me with it even though that makes sense she told me my nani she told me she was gonna leave it to me because i'm the only granddaughter Mm -hmm. and she even said i know it's probably not your style because it's not it is really ugly Oh, it's ugly. It's really ugly. But she, so she was like, you just take the diamonds and, you know, make whatever you want out of it. Sweet. Um, but I don't really wear jewelry, so I haven't really thought about it. So I think it's in their safe. I mean, you have your cross necklace that you wear all the time. I do wear, yeah, and I wear that just because it was a gift for my mom. The first cross that I wore was my great-grandmother's. So I wore it for, like, the... Um, like the historical and emotional tie mm-hmm. you know what i mean like not super religious we never went to church or anything it was just because it was this really right. cool piece from my great grandmother and i got so used to wearing it when the chain on that broke um it was around christmas and my mom got me one because i think she just kind of wanted to get me something to replace that that was from her so i wear it all the time because yeah it's from my it's, parents and it is nice it's sapphire and diamond and it's probably the nicest piece of jewelry that i have aside from like, I do have a sapphire ring, which isn't a super big sapphire, but that was, like, a college graduation gift, I think. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of things that are pretty nice. Nothing like we saw in the movie or anything, yeah. of course, but a couple of things that are that are nice still. 
I just don't wear I don't I wear don't, jewelry yeah, enough to either. justify it. I don't either. I mean, I like jewelry and I like owning it and sometimes I like to wear it, but I'm not, it's not something I, I mean, I bought myself a a necklace at Christmas time and I thought I'll wear this all the time and I've worn it like maybe twice. Yeah. Um yeah, just even when I was married, I didn't wear a wedding ring. I just don't like to be to have things on me. It just feels like look, it takes a lot for me to even just pick out clothes in the morning, mm-hmm. you know? And That's now I have to, like, you have to put on and pick out more shit, yeah. and it has to look right and, like, match, and I have to find it all. It's hard enough to find clothes because well, they're that, in different piles. Now that I've read that, you know, there's a wrapper with a diamond in their forehead, like, maybe I should get a diamond I think that's, on my face. Um, you could. Also, have you seen the thing where you can get, like, stones in your teeth? Sure. Have you seen this? Like, uh, like, like at piercing and tattoo shops, they will put stones, like, on, attach them to your teeth. You can be like not bejeweled. like a grill, just like yeah, like a bejeweled tooth. Yeah. Maybe just like just my left fang. I don't want that myself because I would imagine how much it's going to scrape against your lip. But it's going to look cool, you know. Days. I don't think that nah. We got to make sacrifices for beauty. It doesn't really look cool though. Have you ever thought about getting? Um, Maybe if I had like a chin dimple and I could just <laughs> right in the dimple. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about you can get like vampire fangs like custom made for you? Yeah. Have you thought about it? I have. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, I've I've not done it. I'm saying I've half thought about it, because not not to like wear all the time. I'm not crazy, um, but Just that was you want to you want to do your weird vampire sex shit, right? Yeah, I mean no, 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 <laughs> no. More when I was like a teenager, and that's and the go to. No, that's the, the that's the go to Halloween costume was vampire. vampire I was yeah. always vampire, sure. so it was more for that. That oh, oh I if I could actually get something that I could do all the time yeah like there was a shop in new orleans that would that would do that for you but i wonder how do you know how much oh they were pretty expensive i mean this is custom there's probably close to a thousand dollars how much more do you think it would be if i hadn't put diamonds on (laughs) some diamond fangs what are you gonna wear what are you gonna do it's just gonna be another piece of jewelry that like sits in a jewelry box probably true (laughs) (laughs) you just when you're having a bad day you put them in and like just look at yourself just to make myself feel better (laughs) that's like how i am with lipstick even I oh, never, no, exactly. like, I, I never so wear lipstick, but I have things. so many, yeah. and everyone, so, the, the last time I wore, like, a bright red lipstick was at home, <laughs> because I just wanted to just try on. look pretty. But that's <laughs> the fun thing out. about being a woman, though, is that you can, like, I'm like, I'm dicking around the house today, I might just, like, try to fuck up with, fuck around with some eyeshadow, like, see what I can do. I mean, I guess, you know? A man can do that, too. Sure, but he it's wants more fun to. here, you know, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't, um... I think some people will actually, like, have their teeth, like, removed or, like, filed down and have, like, actual fangs installed. Probably. Like, veneers, but people they're fangs. People do weird shit. Not I just feel like they would get in the way. Wasn't there also a thing where people were petazzling their pussies or something? Probably. I think that's just, like, sewn in. To, to your hair. <laughs> no, I thought it was, like... I think... Like, maybe think attached so. to this skin or something? I don't... I hope not. Can we do that with a regular bedazzler? <laughs> And some hot glue. Yeah. <laughs> Pop it in. Would you get, like, you've talked about getting ennui tattooed. Where do you want to get that? On my ass. On your ass or, like, right above your well, ass? Well, like, right above. Okay. Would you ever have something tattooed on your ass cheek? Sure. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> what do you suggest? <laughs> you would absolutely have your ass cheek tattooed. Why not? So would you ever have anyone the name tattooed on your body? Um, I would say... 
Elliot? It's unlikely because I feel like it's cheap. It's cheap to have your dog's name tattooed on your body? Yeah, like, I feel like there are things that would remind me of someone more so than the name. The name just feels, it feels, it feels cheap. It feels chinsy, like, I don't. That's interesting. Why do I need your, I know your name. How about, you know, a picture of a place we enjoyed together? Or, like, the dog would be maybe his paw print or something. So I would never, ever, ever get someone else's name. I don't care how much I love you. I don't care if we're married. I don't care if you're my child. I would never, ever, ever get someone else's name tattooed on my body. Why? Because it is too permanent. It I'll is. marry you. I'll I'll marry you and commit to you. But that's less. Per- that's to me is less permanent See, than a tattoo. That's that's <laughs> what that I mean. I I'm more like. Look, if given the choice between marriage or tattooing your name on me, I'll take the tattoo. Because the truth is, is I'll forget about that. I won't notice it all the time. But marriage is a big commitment. But marriage, I gotta see you every day. <laughs> every day we're together. Like, I only notice that tattoo. Especially if it's on my ass. Yeah. I'll never notice it. It's like, I, like, I remember thinking about if I would ever get a name tattooed on my body. And the only thing I could think to get tattooed on my body would be my own last name. Are you afraid you'll forget? No, it's just like, what's a name that I care the most about? It's my name. And I'm not changing my name, and I've never changed my name, and I won't ever change my name, so, I mean, unless you feel like you're concerned about being identified later. It's like all those fucking fighters that get their name tattooed in, like, gothic script across their back. Something like that. I've thought about getting uh, my blood type tattooed on me. That's not a bad idea. It's solid, right? It'd be even cooler if it was, like, type O negative. Um, O positive. Type O. Would you just do like O plus? Yeah, O positive. Not like type O plus. Type no, like a typo. <laughs> no, no, it's O plus. O plus sign. Well, everybody knows what that means, right? Uh, <laughs> Come on. I'll get an A B plus, and you can get an O plus, and we'll be like blood sisters. I just think it's hilarious that I'm positive. Because <laughs> I'm very clearly not negative. Right. Yes. Very negative. Exactly. Person. All right, I have nothing else. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about this movie, but yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> you really wanted to watch it, and you got I, nothing. I did, and I think the big thing for me was that it was just a really interesting night for me, and I came out of it. I guess on a personal note, I was hanging out with this guy, and that night I felt like for the first time, like oh. Like, maybe I can find somebody else. And it felt kind of nice. And I think a lot of the movie, while I was watching the movie and paying attention to it, I was also, like, freaking out because I was sitting next to a guy who I thought might be interested in me. And it was like a, a, like, it's not that I've never had that feeling before. It was nice to feel that feeling again. So it really stuck with me. Um, And I thought that it was a good movie. And I, while it's not something that I would watch all the time, I feel like I'm glad that I saw it. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's one for the books, for sure. Yeah, I don't... I might watch it again at some point because there's so much there's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not one that I necessarily feel the need to rewatch other than, like I said, for that reason. Maybe a few years from now I'll rewatch it. Um, but it was good. It was yeah. good. I was pleasantly surprised with really all of the performances. Mm-hmm. Um even Julia Fox. Yeah, she 
did what she needed to do, she did it well. You know she was dating Kanye for a while, right? No. Yeah. Pretty recently. And the joke about the whole, like, there's an interview with her where they were asking her about this movie, and she's, she's, I think later on she said she was high as fuck, but she, she goes, Anka Jams. That's how she pronounced the name of the movie. I don't understand. Is she, like, borderline retarded? I think she just was high and has a little bit of a weird thing, and she just was like, Anka Jams. Like, she just, like, slurred the word. Hmm. It's pretty funny. You should watch the clip. Um, but I don't know what else she's doing. And honestly, I don't know what the She's not, like, a, she's just, like, a socialite, right? I mean, she's an actor. Well, I mean, she was in a movie, but... She's got a nice ass. an actor. She's, yeah, no, she's <laughs> got a nice ass, she's got nice boobs, good for her, but. Yeah, I mean, IMDb says she's an actor. Well, anybody can call themselves an actor. Yeah, she was in a movie. Oh. <laughs> okay, so in that same interview, she says something to the effect of being Josh Safdie's muse when he was writing Anka Jams. That's kind of the context of the the discussion they're having. Uh-huh. And the very first piece of trivia in IMDb says, was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. It's just funny to me, because I don't know if it's true. It's something she said, but who knows if it's true. And it's hilarious to me that it's in the trivia. Hmm. Um, here we go. Hosted an art exhibit named R.I.P. Julia Fox, which featured silk canvases painted with her own blood. Hmm. Uh, Menstrual blood? Her son, Valentino, was born in January 7th, 2021. Had a fling with Kanye, or Ye, as he is now known. Wait, seriously? That's a thing? Yeah. Why? Oh, apparently hosts a podcast titled Forbidden Fruits. She's a podcast host! Alright. We need to get her on the show! Sure. Call her up. We love you in Akashams. She spoke about her upbringing and said her dad is like a mad scientist recluse. Recluse? Recluse. Recluse. <laughs> Though he's not really around currently, she was raised primarily by him. I don't know why that's a piece of trivia. I don't think I would... I like to think of myself as a mad scientist recluse. I don't think that she's a socialite. I thought that was... Is that what you... The vibe I thought you that picked was up her, from her? I thought that was her thing. That she was know. just like... In circles. But... And the Not guy really who, for doing stuff. The guy who plays Arno, like you know him from somewhere. Eric Bogosian. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. W- what else? Wait, Narcos? Was he in Narcos? <laughs> no, no. Wait, no. Uh, he was in, like he, he's a character actor mostly from the nineties. Just did some Law and Order, but there are a bunch of different movies that he's been in, and he's a writer too. Oh, he's from Boston. Um. Yeah, I don't know any of this shit. Huh. That's a show. Oh, that's right. He was Gil in Succession. That's how I know him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's been in a lot of stuff okay. over the years. Eric Bogosian. What a name. <sighs> he has a great name. What a name. What a guy. And um, Judd Hirsch. It's just always good to see oh, Judd Hirsch. I love Judd. My oh, favorite thing that he's ever done is Dear John. Really? <laughs> I will never forget. I... That song and that those opening credits are just seared in my brain. I don't What's know the why. Song? Dear John, dear John, now it's all been said and done so long. Dear John. I mean, I, 
I remember like, I remember the like the letter part of the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't the, remember the, the whole song. Dear John letter, and I think right, as a I don't kid, the song at all. I didn't understand that a Dear John letter was like a thing. Yeah, no, I I know I didn't either. I think at some point during the show, my parents must have explained it to me. Maybe like when we were, it might have even been the first episode when we were mm-hmm. watching it or something that they were like, do you know what that means? <laughs> I know at some point I learned, but yes, I didn't realize it was. That it was just a thing. Yeah, I just thought it's just the show. And, and the guy's name's John. And the letter <laughs> says, started with Dear John. Right, exactly. Seems strange to me, but whatever. <laughs> have you ever written a Dear John? So a Dear John letter is somebody is saying we're through. Later. Yeah. So Old school ghosting. It's well, it's not really ghosting though because you're actually breaking it off. Well, yeah, but you're not seeing them in person. You're like giving them a letter and taking off. That's the whole point. You receive a letter, but nothing else. But the ghost is like you just never hear from them again. Well, that's why it's old school. What old school ghosting is is just dying. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever yeah. hears from you. Yes, that is old school ghosting. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about Ankajang? No, I don't think so. All right. Good, I'm glad. I was done talking about it. Okay. The movie virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. I just wanted to say that if you're having a shitty day, me too. So you're not alone. We're having a shitty day together. And really, if you think about it, if we're having it something together, it can't be so shitty, right? Because we're in it together. So... I'm thinking about you. I hope you're thinking about me, too. Um, If you like music, you should check out Melissa Powers and Sisser, S-I-S-S-E-R. In all the places where you can find music, I think, Bandcamp, iTunes, Spotify, those kinds of places. Is iTunes even still a thing anymore? I think everybody's just on Spotify. That's really it. That's all I have to say. May your shitty day not get shittier.